Chapter 1. Some Backstory I'd rather not start with any backstory. I'm too busy for that right now, planning the escape, stealing my older brother's fake ID, he's lying about his height, by the way, and strategizing high-protein snacks for an overnight voyage to the single most dangerous city on Earth. So, no backstory, not yet. Just fill in the pieces. For instance, if I neglect to tell you that I'm four foot eight, feel free to picture me a few inches taller. If I also neglect to tell you that all the other boys in my grade are five foot four, and that James Madison, his actual name, is five foot nine and doesn't even have to mow the lawn for his allowance, you might as well just pretend I'm five foot nine too. Five foot nine with broad, slam dunking hands and a girlfriend in high school and a clear, unblemished face. Pretend I look like that, like James Madison. I do, except exactly opposite plus a little worse. By the way, despite our tremendous height gap, he and I weigh the same. The school nurse told me that once. James Madison was just in before you, she said, grinning like her news was a Christmas puppy, and you weigh the exact same. This is the one attribute at which I am not below average. Body heft. Oh, and I already knew that James Madison was in the nurse's office before me that day because we had just passed in the doorframe and he licked the riddling crumbs from his lips and lunged at me to make me scream a little. I screamed a little. Luckily, I picked a good key and turned the shriek into a melody, walking into the nurse's office humming a tune. Life hasn't always been easy. My first word was, Mama, and then, the other babies are teasing me. But at least I'm singing my way through eighth grade, pretending my whole existence is underscored. There, there's your backstory. I was always singing. Not that there's any evidence. My parents weren't very good about documenting my childhood. My older brother got all the video footage, including his first seven poops. By the time I was born, disturbing the tranquility of Anthony's remarkable career as a three-year-old wonder jock, the video cameras were fully trained on his every sprint, gasp, dive, and volley. Those are sports terms, reportedly. So I always sang, not that there's any proof of it, no high-res shots of little Nate Foster scurrying around the Christmas tree, belting Santa Baby in a clarion silver soprano. Well, that's just my imagination of my voice. Again, nobody ever recorded it. But I'm getting off track. You are distracting me, and there is a lot to do. No pressure, but if you pull this off, you're going to be my hero forever. This is Libby, my best friend for as long as I can remember, Two years and three months specifically, but I hate when stories are hampered by math. Libby's standing in my backyard tonight, lit only by the moon, although it might actually be the neighbor's motion-activated floodlight. That's their dog. Yes, she's definitely being lit by the floodlight. Libby, if I don't pull this off and make it back home by tomorrow night, I am dead. Like, my parents will never let me leave western Pennsylvania again. I'm hugging my book bag, which is stuffed with three pairs of underwear, one plastic water bottle, singers have to stay hydrated, deodorant, just in case I need it on the trip. So far, I'm good, but I saw on the internet that a teenager's body can begin stinking at any moment, and $50.
$50 should be safe through at least Harrisburg, and once there, I'll take my mom's ATM card out and get some more cash. Oh, yeah, I borrowed my mom's ATM card. I'm babysitting it, we'll say. The plan is this. If I get money in Harrisburg, it'll be less suspicious than visiting an ATM in our little town. Unofficial motto, 48.5 miles from Pittsburgh and 1,000 miles from fun. When she gets her bank statement, Mom won't suspect it's me who stole from her. Harrisburg is the capital of Pennsylvania and thus must be crawling with big city criminals. I'm serious, Lib. If anything goes wrong, my parents will never...